Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. If storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now. It's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like... <laughs> Yo, this is the Big Go Bell Podcast. We are back with another episode, fresh off of WrestleMania 34 weekend. I'm here with my co-host, Jamal and Silly Sus. What's up, fellas? What's going on? Everything's good. Everything's good. Absolutely. Still, still trying to recover from New Orleans, but everything was good. That's right. Uh, first off, I start off by apologizing. We were not able to get our episode out um, um, last week um, because of traveling reasons. Um, yeah, we, we were all traveling. Yeah, we were traveling. So uh, we apologize for not being able to get the episode out. I did get a, uh, a good number of text messages and um, a mess, uh, DMs asking. Where anything going to be put out? So I appreciate um, the fans' interest for that. But we were traveling, and we wanted to make sure that we got to our destinations uh, safely. As I, along with Silly Sons, we got down to New, to New Orleans, and um, Jamal made his way up to Chicago for CTE2, which, yeah. which for people who don't know who that is, what that is again is it's oh you know if you sound like you were going to tell it, but it's basically a comic book convention in Chicago. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's similar, not as like movie centric as um, as uh, San Diego, not as big as San Diego, but um, every major city has a comic book convention, and this is Chicago's. Yeah, it's it's, it's a big deal. I mean, it's 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 up in the top echelons and of, of, of conventions. I mean, a lot of people know about it. Um, for whoever you know indulged into that reality of things, but it's a big deal. So um. Jamal did his work out there, and I'm sure he's going to have some stuff to talk about that later. But we're, we're, we're talking WrestleMania this week. I do have a guest with us this week. Um, and you, you're going to have to, uh, uh, as, as usual, our guest is on the move, so you're going to have to be able to uh, work with that. But I do have my, my guy, Mike, Mike Watson, joining us today. What's, what's going on, my man? He's going to have to take himself off mute before he starts talking. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? There you go. Mike Watson. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, my man? How you feeling? I'm good, man. WrestleMania was a success as always, and uh, happy to be a part of the podcast and be on the show. All right, all right. Uh, g- give a little background for people um, because um, you definitely you weren't out, you weren't totally out there on vacation mode. You were out there working. So tell us a little bit about your background. So um, DC native, um, and I've been a fan since I can remember. Uh, and I do some freelance work for K-Side Seats and Bleacher Report. So I just started that a couple of years ago. Um, and I've worked locally, some of the local shows, MCW, and uh, some of the local promotions as well. So, like, you know, I'm a big fan. I love it. And uh, happy to cut and talk shop with y'all about WrestleMania weekend. Awesome. Thanks for joining, man. I appreciate it. Um, so, like I said, tonight we're talking all WrestleMania weekend. Um it, it was a lot of wrestling, a lot of things going on, a lot of news, um, a lot of uh, just a lot of wow all over the board. So, um, like I like I told everybody on our pre note before we got started, there's no itinerary for tonight. We're we're freestyling this all because there's just so much 
So I, I'm, I'm just going to start with the plain Jane question of the weekend is like, how 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 did everybody feel overall was their weekend, the Russ Mania weekend? I start with you, Jamal, since you did not attend New Orleans. I want to know how was it for you? Not being home, being in Chicago, how was WrestleMania weekend for you overall? Well, uh, let me just say that I flew to Minneapolis first for the uh, Twins home opener. It was 34 degrees at uh, 310 of the afternoon, first pitch, and it was worth it because baseball mm. over everything. Um, let me, and then let, I went to shoot. Let me, let, me, let me stop you right there. Uh, 34 degrees, WrestleMania yep. weekend. Minneapolis has been rumored to be up on the, the, the next um, for one of the next bids for WrestleMania, which would mean 36. Considering that you yep. was out there in that weather, do you think that city can host that? Um, well, it's not that it's impossible. Uh, Minneapolis is a very accessible city. So is St. Paul. Uh, the airport, you know, it's really easy to get from the airport. Just, just get, hop on the light rail and go downtown. Um, there are hotels everywhere. Uh, they do have the one of the largest, if not the largest, indoor walkway uh, skywalk system in the world. So you can walk basically throughout downtown and never leave the um, a building. So and it's all above ground. So yeah, they absolutely could host it. If the NFL championship could be hosted in February, then there's no reason why WrestleMania couldn't be hosted in Minneapolis in April. Um, the convention center and everything like that are right, right downtown as well. Uh, Target Field may not be uh, available because the baseball season started, but U.S. Bank Stadium, which is a lovely indoor dome, um, looks like Superman's house, but that is also there. Um, and uh, Ring of Honor already has a presence out there. They are on TV out there. They run shows out there. So it's and they also have like a couple of lo local uh, promotions in Minneapolis. Uh, Best Wrestling is another one that's pretty big, and they have shows downtown. So between Minneapolis and St. Paul, which also have two arenas in each city, Target Center and the XL Center in St. Paul, they could they definitely have the venue space. And the Mall of America is massive. Um, if they ever wanted to do something down there in Bloomington, about 10 miles south of, of downtown. So if they can host the Super Bowl, they can definitely host WrestleMania. The question is, uh, does WWE want to, considering that, it snowed in the sixth inning on opening day. <laughs> Continue on with your trip, my man. Uh, then I went down to Chicago for a C2E2 and the White Sox game, but it was actually colder in Chicago because of the damn lake. Uh, so the, the, the real thing is, is like, I wasn't going to watch WrestleMania anyway because I just don't care. But um, I knew that I had to watch NXT TakeOver. And that was the one show that I knew that I had to watch. And I did watch it. Um, and I also watched uh, a lot of Impact. Uh, Impact on Twitch was a big deal, too. So I watched a lot of that and um, really didn't have a chance to watch a lot of stuff live. But uh, I'm, from what I did see, I'm glad that I, I did see it. Uh, but I have uh, personal feelings about the city and parish of Orleans. So, uh, no, it will be a frosty day in hell before I go back to New Orleans. So, yeah. overall, I'm glad I was in Chicago. Look, if you don't watch WrestleMania, there's so much more wrestling out there besides just that. Um, so, you know, it, it was it was literally pick your poison that weekend. So, um, you know, like what you like. Mike, what about you, my man? Let's let's talk about your um, initial thoughts and your initial journey um, out WrestleMania in New Orleans weekend. So this is my uh, third mania. Um, I did 32 by myself. 
and then got a crew of us to do 33 in Orlando and now in New Orleans. And I thought it was, I thought it was good. I thought it was solid. Um, you know, it was my first time to New Orleans too. So it was kind of a mix of like a business and pleasure, but at the same time, I thought the show was really well done. Um, and kind of to Jamal's point, NXT TakeOver at this point pretty much steals the show. <laughs> it doesn't matter really what it is. And this is the case in Orlando as it was the case in Dallas. Um, so, you know, all in all, it was solid. Um, I like how they built some of the stories and some of the arcs. I was waiting for maybe a surprise cash in Barcamella, but we got that <laughs> on Tuesday, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was solid. I thought they did a really good job of everything with the dynamics. And, you know, um, I know a lot of my friends and people that I was close with kind of was disappointed about, you know, the AJ uh, uh, Nakamura match, but, you know, that was a pure wrestling match. And so for the casual observer and fan, that didn't necessarily connect with them. But, you know, um, all in all, I thought it was a solid card up and down. I really like uh, the Oscar and Charlotte match. And Ronda Rousey was the biggest takeaway. That was the big, mm. that was the big takeaway for me the other night because Agreed. the bar was not necessarily set high. But, you know, she came in and she, she knocked it out the park. And so that, that to me, was the big kind of aha moment of the night. What you got, Sally? So for me, I really, and, and you notice this, I guess, as I reflect on it, I didn't take a lot of pictures. Um, and the reason why is because I wanted to take everything internally and mentally to see, I guess, what the whole weekend was about. And I think this is the first time, and I felt this when I went to New Orleans for 30, where you really get to see these fans and you really get to see these wrestlers in a personable moment. And I kind of took it all in because even two chains when you had conversations with Rick, uh, Ricochet, Velveteen Dream, and so many different people, you really get to see these wrestlers as humans or are they characters portraying, you know, portraying the character, excuse me, outside of the ring? And then how does that relate to what they do perform on Saturday or Sunday, depending on the wrestling event that you saw them in? So I really want to just take it all in as far as just enjoying the moment and just seeing the outside perspective and inside perspective. Um, because New Orleans is that feel because everything is dead center downtown, 20-minute walk wherever you want to go. That's the city of New Orleans where you'll be at, and you're going to cross a lot of people. So for me, as far as seeing those wrestlers in, in real-life situations was, was interesting for me. And also going to the show itself, I agree with Mike. You know, Ronda Rousey was a definitely high ex- – or, or high – success rate compared to a low expectation bar that was set because I didn't know what she could do. If you follow her for the last couple of weeks, her talking was very, you know, uh, subpar at best. It was, it was trash. That she's about to act. She, well, yeah, well, but it shows that she was about to action in the ring. And, and I was very impressed that she showed the ring understanding the ring IQ of what to do. She, she sailed very well and she really performed. And granted, you still have to give a lot of credit to Triple H. The Triple H knows how to tell the story in the ring, and I think he's one of the greatest of all time in doing it. It sometimes gets underappreciated, even though you see him so much. And I really think Triple H can wrestle me and make me look good in the ring, just what he could coach me to do or what we need to do and set up. But I I just appreciated that. But um, it was definitely a good show. I enjoyed it, as I always do in New Orleans. But um, looking to see what WWE goes from here, because this will dictate how they move towards next year. Well said. <clears throat> my man, my weekend was hella good. I had a hell of a time. Met a lot of people. Um, did, did my you know, initially my desire was to get out there and try to network and um, you know, sure did. all that all that hoopla, but I had a hell of a time. I met the people I wanted to meet. 
uh finally got to meet my man rant with ant that was pretty cool at the beyond show um actually at 12 o'clock at night show um at in kenner illinois uh which is 20 something minutes outside of uh new orleans when new orleans uh, is in louisiana huh new orleans is in louisiana not illinois yeah i'm sorry what yeah what the hell am i saying yes uh yeah <laughs> um that's exactly my feeling when i was leaving i was like damn i'm damn i'm tired but um it was way worth it to be on show it was absolutely amazing a whole stack show of um intergender matches James Ellsworth, James Ellsworth came out in the end. Timothy Thatcher versus um, um, uh, Tony Storm was amazing. Me and Yim came back and was super duper over. Like it was just an amazing show. I mean, it really kicked off my first night out there. I had one hell of a time there. Um, but moving forward into the weekend, I mean, Burber Street was the place to be. Everybody was there. Everything was there. Um, it, it, it was a good time meeting people standing around, wrestlers walking up and down. Um, and this was a fun time. I had a really good time on a holiday note, uh, vacation note. Um, depending on where you're from, it's a holiday mm -hmm. if you're from Australia, vacation from America. Um, it was a hell of a time, and, and I enjoyed myself as far as actually, you know, being able to sit down and appreciate the work and, and the craft and everything that's involved in being able to put a whole city together, work, work for wrestling. It, it was amazing because not one, two people had the same plan where, you know, my focus was to go to TakeOver where people were like, oh, I'm going to ROH or, you know. Yep. It just everybody had their own plan, their own heart up made of who they wanted to see and what they wanted to do. It was just simply an amazing time. And, um, you know, for the better part of it, you know, there was no crime. There was no foolishness. Everything was just all love. And I, I genuinely had a good time. Um, mm. took, took tons of pictures and, um, you know, chatted when I had a chance. It, it was hella great to talk to Valvatine for a second. Um, and just And just, you know, it wasn't like a fan talking to a star. It was just like two people talking, which I super appreciated. Um, Ricochet was was super humble out there, knowing he was the star, knowing that the next night he was going to put on one hell of a show. It was just all love around. So I really, really had um, a great time. The weather cooperated, which was a big lure in the beginning because people were, uh, 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 people thought that um, you know maybe. Um, certain days were going to get washed out. So yep. overall, it was just a good time. So I I totally enjoyed myself. Um, so took a took a took a day to get myself back together, get back to reality. But overall, it was just nothing but love out there. So, um, but like I said the week before, <clears throat> the match of the whole weekend was Gargano versus Champa Champa, and no one could tell me different. Now, from all the wrestling that y'all watched over this weekend. What do you guys think? What was your match of the weekend or your hot points of the whole weekend? The hot point of the whole weekend for me was the ladder match for NXT um, for the new belt that debuted. However, it, it, the thing is, you know, sometimes with ladder matches, you think you've seen it all and you think you, you know, got it's just a spot fest or whatnot. But that really showed the characteristic that these new wrestlers are bringing in to trying to prove a point. It really showed what they can do as far as the skill capability. Like Velveteen Dream did like so many different spots that were very athletic and very hard. Then you got the two big guys in the ring that, you know, that really showed, hey, just because of the ladder match, we're going to do some damage too. Um, and it was a fun, entertaining match. 
Um, I wish I would have saw that live now that I, you know, backtracked and I had my chance to go to NXT, but I, I failed on it. But I really thought that match was a great match. Um, even going back to WrestleMania, I think it was a good spot for Charlotte. And to me, Charlotte got the Triple H rub because based on her or how she came out in 34 with the Queen theme, it was a, basically a replica of what Triple H came out to uh, years ago when he came. I think it was 30 when he came out years ago um, because she and Sasha Banks were some of the Queen <laughs> or the people that carried out uh, Triple H in his ring, his King entrance. Um, so I think it was just a great moment for Charlotte because it was a great match and then Charlotte did get the rub to get to beat Oscar Street. Um, so I want to take those two components about the Charlotte match being something I saw live that was great, but also watching it was the uh, ladder match from NXT. I would say for me, um, I mean, I knew Gargano and Champa was going to be the match of the night. I'm, I actually opted out last year because I didn't like how Taker felt. I felt like we got robbed in the Oscar and Ember Moon match, so I didn't go. I actually went to ROH, um, and I was really there for Kenny and Cody. But um, I would say my big takeaway would be uh, the latter match for sure. But again, I, I keep going back to the Ronda Rousey match because expectations were very true. Not were, were not very high. Like we didn't know, and it's, and it was because it was one. It was because the promos were not very good, and then followed the promos up when she did the. Uh, the interview spots on ESPN and like that back and forth she had with uh, Goldick on the uh, on the podcast, and I was just like, yeah, I don't know how this is gonna work out. I mean, yep. I was never a doubt about her wrestling ability, but I also thought, you know, if you're building this up and this is your first match, you gotta you gotta deliver. And she came in and um, she definitely delivered, and I, I was very I was very surprised about that. Uh, and then uh, I guess the not a shock per se, but I would say. The match I kind of was looking forward to not having the ending um, it was going to have was the Rock and Roman match. Now, as we all know, they got booed forcefully the entire match. Yep. Like 20 other things we were doing in that match, I participated in Beach Ball Mania <laughs> um, <laughs> and some of the chants. But, uh, I mean, the swerve Vince kind of threw it as at the last minute with Brock winning um, was, you know, not expected because we knew this match from WrestleMania last year. It was going to be Brock and Roman. It was just a matter of how they were going to put it together. And in Vince's mind, would Roman be over enough for that to be the main event? Because for a lot of us, and I, can't, I don't want to speak for you guys out of turn, but I would definitely say my main event was AJ and Nakamura. So to see that, to see that kind of get suffered and pushed back for, for Brock and Roman and have the universal title be elevated over the WWE Championship, I wasn't a big fan of. But... Um, the, the mm. swerve of the night was definitely that. So that was my big takeaway from that was the Ronda Rousey match and definitely the Brock and Roman match. Uh, I would have to say my favorite match of the weekend was um, of the stuff that I've seen, which admittedly is not a lot, but the triple threat tag match between uh, Cole and uh, O'Reilly, uh, the Office of Pain and uh, Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong was great. Um, the match itself was worked uh, fantastically. And it was fairly short. Uh, one of the, sh I think, the shortest match on the card, at only eleven minutes. Um, yeah, eleven minutes and thirty-eight seconds. Apparently, um, obviously, the latter match was fantastic, and Gargano and Ciampa went nearly forty minutes. Um, but Shayna Baszler and Ember Moon. Uh, you want to, you want if you want to talk about the MMA stuff, like, well, 
uh, an MMA wrestler is coming over and we don't know how she's going to do and uh, hasn't really been that great of the mic and, and all that stuff. And then Shayna Baszler actually, again, the best Baron Corbin in WWE right now. Yes, um, yes. Uh, Shayna, Bar- Shayna Baszler and Ember Moon put on like a really compelling story-driven match. And as yep. far as being the heel champion, uh, you know, that she's actually one of the better ones right now. Not because she's, you know, cocky and, and just a badass and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm getting like early 2002, you know, Brock Lesnar feels right now because she's just, a, you know, legit badass. And if you want the title, you know, from her, you're going to have to wrestle a bear to get it. And I don't really feel that compelled by anybody else as champion in WWE across the board. Um, as far as WrestleMania goes, the only match that I really had an interest in was the Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali match. Um, and that was uh, good, not great. Um, uh, good on Cedric for winning. But honestly, if, if Mustafa Ali won, I would have been just as uh, you know great grateful. Um, Oscar versus Charlotte was a, a bit of a disappointment. Um, either Oscar wins and they not necessarily she, she's not necessarily buried by losing. But it's more to the point of have they lost faith in her by having her uh, lose unceremoniously? Uh, and obviously, Charlotte got cashed in, but it's not, it's just a straight loss. There's no doubt about it. There's no question about it. The streak is over. So, what was the point of building all of this up, knowing good and damn well that NXT doesn't matter just to have her lose to WrestleMania? Uh, it doesn't really do anything for Charlotte since she lost the next night. It definitely doesn't do anything for Asuka because the streak was the only thing she had going for her. So, I just don't understand the book in there. Not saying that she should have won the title, but I really don't understand the book in there. Maybe she lost a triple triple threat match, keeps the streak going, or something to that effect. But instead, they just, it's over and done with. Okay, Asuka, now what? And I don't think they have an answer for that. As far as the other, like Lesnar and and Reigns and The Undertaker and all, I don't care. Um, Part of the reason why I don't watch Raw right now is because of Roman Reigns and and Brock Lesnar. I'm just not interested in what they're putting out. Um, where do I start? <clears throat> first, first off, the um, NST takeover. I mean, God, people, are, are, when are people going to get it that NST takeovers deliver each and every event? There's people, there's people still out there doubting it and you know, have their reserves, but takeover each and every time delivers. Um, they put on five solid matches. Um, maybe two dark matches, but nonetheless, that that three hours that you're in that arena watching TakeOver or watching it from home, you get what you paid for. Not overpriced tickets. You get good good, good seats for, you know, a uh, reasonable price. And over and over, it's some of the best wrestling that you get in the world. I mean, again. Now, to be fair, and, and I hate to cut you off, I don't think that's the case. I think that WWE specifically, Raw and SmackDown, is a, it's a different brand. It's a different style. And if you like McDonald's, you'll go there. If you like Chick-fil-A, you'll go there. But I, I just can't say that, like, well, I don't like what the main roster puts out, so I don't watch it. But I do love the style that NXT TakeOver has. I, but I can't compare that to WrestleMania. It's just not fair. I mean, my, my whole point about TakeOver is no matter if it's put up next to a pay-per-view or pay, put up next to WrestleMania is that there's still a glowing ambition with the takeover uh, with the NST stars of being hungry, still striving to make to be great, to make it to the main roster, fresh off the indies. So they got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, 
or maybe a swag sort of say because they're you know they're on a a, a better uh, tier than some of their, their their peers from the past, and they go out there and they do the work. And then on top of that, I mean, I got supreme faith in Triple H and, and and being able to be part of the creative and and setting up these matches and storylines and such. So just takeover is just pure art all the time. I mean, I literally just never discuss in takeover. Um, the, the the booking throughout the card is consistent, and you get some of the best matches of the week, whatever is com- whatever it has to compete with constantly. So um, takeover, there, there's there's no surprise there. That's what it has to do. Mike, you want to say something? I mean, yeah, Hunter consistently makes NXT the must see event, and you know. There's a there there is for me at least as a as an observer and as a fan, not only as a hunter as a wrestler, but just his creative mind. Um, you know, we're just waiting for the day he takes full control and fixes some of the issues we got on Raw and SmackDown. Because again, you know, we I've talked to a bunch of my friends about this. Um, you know, basically, you know, once you are an NXT superstar and you get called up to the main roster, is a hit or miss about how your career is going to turn out because we've seen great wrestlers who did really well in NXT kind of get buried. Yep. Um, Tyler Breeze is, is the one that definitely comes to mind. Uh, Bo Dallas. Match, Bo Dallas, Ty Dillinger. Like, these are guys who put on quality matches. And because, you know, at the same time, they also didn't have a mid-card title for somebody like Tyler or somebody like Ty. That's another reason why they got called up a little too early. The Ascension is another one. Um, it's just like, yeah, you don't you, – you do, it, it's – you kind of lose the luster when you get to the main oh. angle with Cedric and Alicia Fox into a five live. It was like, yeah, we're going to do this thing with him and kind of ruin his character. When he had enough cachet for what he did in the tournament to just be over and just kind of run with it. So, um, I mean, NSC consistently puts on a good match, a good matches and takeover um, does what it needs to do. And that's just what it is. I mean, again, you know, WrestleMania is almost like part spectacle, part good matches. Like, you don't really know what you're expecting when you're going into it. The card always seems super stacked. And then you're kind of waiting to see how it, how it feels. Because even, you know, in conversations offline, you know, the first thing they asked me was, like, how do you rate the Nakamura and AJ match? And it was a solid seven. It was a wrestling match. But you can clearly tell they're building up to a different thing. And here's a hot take that you may find to be funny, but I think it would be quite, quite honest with you. Out of the three big matches I expected that I was looking forward to see, uh, or the two big matches that I, I, look, I was looking forward to see, the Kenny versus Kota match, um, the uh, Shinsuke versus AJ match, um, the Daniel Bryant versus AJ Styles match on SmackDown Live was better than all the, the both of them at WrestleMania and ROH. So like, that's, that shouldn't happen, but that's what happened. Because, you know, you had, I think for a lot of us, we were so ready to see this this superstar match, and we would we were kind of left a little bit wanting more, and that was kind of done on purpose. But it was also like it's WrestleMania. I expect you to go a little bit more, especially since you had you know blood with, in the Roman and Brock match, and, and it, it, it kind of left me wanting a little bit more out of that WrestleMania moment. I didn't get it. So let me let me ask this question to all three of you. So if we really think about the weekend of all this wrestling that took place. And we compare our weight to NXT to WrestleMania. And I know we have different minds who's running the show. And we, it's been stated, you know, multiple times. Even Mike just re, uh, reiterated again. Triple H is on NXT and Vince is on, on, on WrestleMania. I got it. 
But what do you think is WrestleMania's biggest thing? Is the biggest thing for WrestleMania to be known as far as a Super Bowl event, a showcase, or is it supposed to be known for the wrestling? Because in my opinion, as as we just talked about and described how much NXT and how much ROH, and even and what you just said, Mike, how the Daniel Bryan match versus AJ Styles on this past Tuesday was a better wrestling match than some of these other marquee matches that we were looking for. What do you think WrestleMania is really becoming? Like, for example, before we entered WrestleMania, we all saw that that block party, right? That block party was like the big event to to warm up, to get fans excited about this Super Bowl event. Mm-hmm. Are we really looking at WrestleMania to be in a showcase now just for an event so it can be televised on TV? Or should it be still focused on the wrestling? Look, WrestleMania is all about um, the whole ensemble uh, presentation and marketing and all that other stuff. So it's clearly not about the wrestling. This is why this WrestleMania card was so important is because it had a little bit for everyone. And while, you know, my favorite match could have been Oscar versus Charlotte easily because of the storyline, the build, everything that that entitled and entailed into it. I'm very sure that the kids behind me favorite match was Braun Strowman versus the bar considering that hmm. a kid got involved. So, you know, and then you got, you know, the indie marks who may say, well, we got our dream match with AJ versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And, you know, who ne- who knows? Dana White would have been down there and in, in the front row and saying, you know, my favorite match was Brock Lesnar versus um, Roman Reigns because that was my guy and he's a physical guy and he made him bleed and he made the match look super real and I think it was real and no one could tell me it wasn't real because it was blood, blah, blah, blah. You know, then it could have been, you know, the 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 American dream with, you know, Nia Jax overcoming bullying to beat the lesser bliss to win the championship. That could have been someone match. So it's just like, you know, it's it, it's it's always gonna be about being able to put out the biggest card for everyone with the biggest Ensemble, the the looks, the 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 the, the pyro, all that other stuff, yep. and, and that's it. I, I I don't think no one goes into WrestleMania saying that this is gonna be the absolute best wrestling match of all time. And and, and, and you know, we're not in the business. You know, we like we appreciate the business, and you know, we we try to cover the business. But you look at people who's in the business, such as um, such as uh, Okada, who comes who went to WrestleMania, who is, you know, is the man in New Japan. And they ask him, what do you think about WrestleMania? He's like, man, it's whatever. Or I agree. Or Kenny Omega, who also was just like, you know, whatever his, his choice of words for it, that he, it was, he didn't like it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's for each, to each his own. I mean, again, Either one, Okada didn't have to be there if he didn't like it. He damn sure didn't have to wait for seven hours if it wasn't something for them. But he sat there because there was something that intrigued him, and that's you know that's what it's all about. The one thing that that it is, um, they 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 give one thing at least for everyone. I think that's just good enough. I mean, granted, people who aren't wrestling fans could look at the setup and say, "Wow, this is so awesome." I mean, the backdrop right. is cool. The power is cool, the music, the reactions, the chant, all that could be for somebody, you know? So mm-hmm. um, as long as they do that, they'll keep breaking over 70,000 and up in, in, in seat sales. So that's so all matters. 
Uh, I, I want. I agree with some of that, but I disagree with most of that. Uh, WWE is not a company that sells wrestling. They are an entertainment company that sells that sells wrestling. Uh, it, and I think there is a difference. Like if you go to an indie show and you expect to see anything other than like a compelling rest or wrestling based story told in the ring, right? Then I don't know what you're watching. If you go to WWE, they can, you know, give you these backdrops and, and stories and all this other stuff and, you know, hark back to six weeks ago when something happened and set you up for a wrestling match. The difference between WrestleMania and the Super Bowl is the Super Bowl is still about a football game. Who's going to win uh, the Lombardi Trophy? WrestleMania is about the spectacle, the pageantry, about WrestleMania moments, about the fact that you were just there. I yeah. mean, be damned if you, they crammed in so many wrestlers to have that moment, to have that paycheck, that ability to take a picture from the stage and say, look, I it was, was that one time, but I was there. I was there, correct. And that's very different than uh, a Super Bowl championship. I guarantee that if the Tennessee Titans and mm, – who's the bad team from the NFC? The Detroit Lions were to play <laughs> in the next Super Bowl <laughs> – I'm not saying that the ratings would be as high as if it were Dallas versus New England uh, because of a lot of different reasons, market share and stuff like that, team popularity and stuff like that. But it is still the Super Bowl. There's no way in the hell that you're telling me that tickets ain't still going to go for $5,000 just because it's Tennessee and Detroit. Correct. It's the Super Bowl. It's the NFL championship. It's the thing that you've been waiting for since the season started in September that you're here in February to go see. It's still going to be a festival. It's still going to be a pageantry. It's still going to come down to – one game. WrestleMania is not that event. It, it is the biggest uh, wrestling event of the year. Okay, sure, fine. But it is not uh, a, a wrestling show. It is an entertainment show that features wrestling. Uh, personally, I don't watch wrestling for storylines. I watch wrestling for wrestling. So when, you sell, you, when you're trying to sell me on Brock versus Roman or whoever, um, I'm not going to buy into it if, if, they're not, if they don't tell stories in the ring. And a lot of the guys don't. And that's the difference between NXT and the main roster. Uh, they don't get to tell stories in the ring anymore because they have five-minute matches and 20-minute commercial breaks. Yeah. Okay, so we got to understand that the WrestleMania presentation is aimed for. So do you think WrestleMania uh, 34, did it hit the mark? Did it do its job? In, in regards to what you just said, Yes, but no, because I, I absolutely, and the reason why I asked that question, because the answer that Jamal just said brought out that answer to me. So like, yes, did it do the marketing? Did it do all that? Did it, did it make the glamorous moments? Did it get the Twitter feeds and all that? Yes, it did. But did it really bring down the wrestling event? No. And I'm going to go back to what Mike said about, you know, AJ Styles versus Nakamura. If you think that this is supposed to be the grandest stage and the biggest wrestling company in the world, this match is supposed to spotlight what's the best match they ever had of all time. Forget the New Japan. Forget the Wrestle Kingdoms. This is supposed to be the best AJ Styles versus Cincinnati Nascimore match you'll ever have in life. That brings the casual fans. That brings the hardcore fans together. They're saying, man, this is the match that they had on the biggest stage at all. That is a real wrestling moment. It doesn't come to the point where, oh, these two just wrestle, and that's the end of that. One of my good friends who is an AJ Styles fanatic, said he wanted to leave the match. I mean, excuse me, wanted to leave WrestleMania right after the match because he felt like it didn't live up to the expectations it could have been based on the world-renowned status that these two wrestlers had. 
And it still comes down to the point where, like, like Jamal says, WrestleMania is always going to be about the showcase, about having that quote-unquote moment, having that paycheck. And if you're doing that, you're missing the point of what wrestling should be, and you're becoming more of an entertainment company. It's like you're spending seven hours for a big movie that you can put a WWE video package for that lasts a lifetime instead of having a moment that's purely about wrestling. But I guess, to be fair, it depends on why you watch wrestling. Uh, if you watch for the pageantry, for the showcase, for those wild moments as a fan or whatever, then cool. Uh, WrestleMania probably gave you exactly what you wanted. But if you're more of a technical wrestling, fundamental wrestling fan, like of the nuts and bolts of wrestling, then it probably didn't. But personally, that's why I didn't watch. Right, I agree with you. Right, so yeah, you, you know, if if Okay, I, I, I'm gonna I'm ask you more of this first. You, you, you have your reasons for why you want to watch and your reason why you watch wrestling in the first place. Is there, there was nothing on this card that intrigued that? I mean, you did, you, no. you mentioned the Mustafa Ali and, um, and uh, Cedric Alexander. So that match was. I'll, 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 answer your, I'll answer your question very simply. No, there wasn't anything. Uh, NXT TakeOver New Orleans was a must, uh, you know, even though we were in the same time zone and all that good stuff, it was a must watch. If, if it weren't live, it, by hook or by crook, I was going to watch NXT TakeOver New Orleans. Okay, so uh, because my, of. Okay, go ahead. No, no, but my question is you, you look at the pieces, you look at the pieces of the puzzle for NXT TakeOver. You don't watch NXT weekly, no, but no, you no. are. But you you are you under you know who these wrestlers are you you follow their careers right and you understand what they can be what they can do, but you also understand what brand that they're under. So if a Gargano and Ciampa was on WrestleMania, would you have watched? If if well, it depends. Uh, is it Gargano and Ciampa with the same um, you know a match without honor? Uh, is, it, is it the same stipulation? Are we under the auspicious that we that Gargano and Chopper are going to go forty minutes instead of eight? I mean, like contextually, what are we talking about here? Because I, I, if, because I, because we saw Nakamura versus AJ Styles, which is a big deal to a lot of people. Personally, not me, because they absolutely bore me to tears. With that said, if you were to say Nakamura versus AJ Styles three four years ago at Wrestle Kingdom, then that's a match of the year candidate. But at WrestleMania, is it the same thing? Well, to be fair, it's not because WWE isn't New Japan. Right, they don't present so, wrestling the same way. So my, so yeah. So my question is, it's not sort of say the matchup. It's sort of say you don't have faith in uh, the brand itself to deliver and bring out the potential and the best out of the two. Well, no, it's not necessarily that because again, they don't have to do their best. They just have to do their job. Yeah. And their job is whatever Vince tells them to do. Because... So, so, so if that's exactly. the case, then, and so if that's the case, then uh, this should be a lot more praise going around for Cena and Undertaker right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely should. I, I'll get them credit. I get Cena a lot of credit for that, man. I mean, no, if you if you had to do what Vince wants you to do, and you had to do go out there and do what you had to do, then you did what you had to do. This and I Undertaker... guarantee that if you ask them how that match went, they may have some personal reflections on it. But I'd be damned if they say that out loud. They're going to say it was the match of their career. I mean, that sounds like a the Cena and Taker match. The, the Cena versus Taker match was absolutely everything you needed to do for me. First of all, you had 
You had the Undertaker, who people did not even want to come back because he's old, and because of the fact he retired, and that happened, he didn't look good. And not even just that. I mean, let's talk about bad timing with Roman Reigns coming out, talking about it was a bad match. They had the 24 series with that. Vince being mad about that. So there's a bad stigma about, about the Undertaker and Roman working, period. Obviously, Roman, he did the same thing in the main event, and then the Undertaker is just like... Well, if he comes back, I hope to God we don't get a repeat of what he did last year. But he came out, and he worked good. He looked flawless. He did what he had to do. And he answered Cena, and he and, and he left. And I thought it was exactly what he needed to do. The, the pop was maybe amongst the top three pops of the night. And that's it. And I'm sure Vince McMahon has to be happy with that. The Undertaker looks strong, healthy, rejuvenated, and everything. But but that's also a credit to Cena, too, because sure. Roman didn't work that match the way he's oh. supposed to, and that's why. Like I, I, I thought that match was a year too early. It should have hey. been Cena and Taker, and then Cena versus Roman. But that's another conversation for another day. Yeah, I, 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 I totally agree, and for sure, that's why they both get credit for doing what they had to do. So you know, uh, uh, to bounce back to Jamal one more time is that um, I, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to put myself in the shoes on this is that. I, I know your I know your dislike for the product that the WWE main roster delivers. I definitely get it. Um, this this you're not the only one on that note, and um, and and when you look at the pieces of the puzzle that's put together for matches in that in that way, I want to know at what point does your reserve come in to saying like, oh yeah, I know these guys, I followed their career, but at WrestleMania, no, that's not going to be good. Um, what, what's, well, here's the thing, though. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's called precedence. Uh, your history tells us that NXT stars have a problem coming to the main roster. It's a learning curve. Not all of them uh, are able to do it. Um, the New Day you know, is a perfect example of how they were presented when they first came out and what they are now. Um, yeah. Kevin Owens uh, is one of the few that actually had a, a pretty decent transition. I don't know if Finn Balor will ever be the demon again. Um, you know, that's kind of interesting that nobody's talking about. But as far as, you know, the comparison between NXT and WWE, uh, and I say this again, um, it, you know, you could be an all-star athlete, D1 player of the year for Oklahoma, and then play for Cleveland and get wrecked. Because that's not the same team. That's not the same division. That's not the same league. But it is the same game. So... There is a learning curve to go into the main roster, but the problem is, is that NXT, you know, gives them one product, and then you transition into another product that isn't the same thing that you've been training on. So that's the reason why the revival is kind of petered out, and Ty Gillinger is MIA. And where is Tyler Breeze? Does he still work? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, he he jobs. He works Sunday. He jobs. Definitely right. <laughs> But then, and that's also how you know, like, if somebody comes in with like a mid card title gimmick, you might like Boise State. You know damn well they're never going to vie for a championship. So, I mean, how many people realistically think that No Way Jose is going to come out there and shock the world? Because I mean, he, he has a mid card gimmick, at best. right? Fair point. Fair point. Fair point. And it's just I, what I, the I, WWE does, and it, it is what it is. But that's another like it takes like for me, it's an autumn. It's like the elephant in the room. As much as I wanted to like the Ascension, they didn't click with uh, with the uh, uh, the national audience. Well, yeah. sucks for them. Yeah. As much as I want to like Noah Jose, and I don't, 
Uh, but his mid-card gimmick is ne- is going to go nowhere fast. Uh, uh, Taj- uh, will it? No, no, no. Oh, on Raw, I was going to say if he's on SmackDown, I think he'd be fine because he's on Raw and he's under Vince. I don't think it's going to last very long. Hmm. I, I was going to say my one of my regrets this weekend is that I had a chance to uh, be next to Simon Gotch and uh, we took a picture. And um, before I was able to, uh, before we took the picture, he was talking about um, someone else's success and failure on the Indies. And God, if I could have it like five seconds to be able to talk to him about um, where did he think things went wrong? Because apparently he's a big deal in Japan. Um, and un- undoubtedly in NXT, the Vault Villains was a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it would always it would it would definitely be cool to talk to someone about that transaction transition. Someone who has a chip on their shoulder as well to um to to be able to put some more insight into this conversation um as far as that. Uh, and I and I think that their insight mean a lot, but I also think our insight also plays a big part too, is because um, you know, we know under the big umbrella is WWE, and you know we you know you build these top guys up. And success at NST for a while, just to see them succeed and move on to the main rosters. But it, the the, tr- the transaction hasn't been flawless. So why move them up? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Well, because there's um, no place for them. I mean, the snitch, the, the Nakamura is probably the greatest example. Like he, remember there was a there was the big nervousness when he was getting that call up because it was like, okay, we've seen how everybody's petered out over these last few calls up, and Nakamura was coming up. And what's the first thing Vince did? Oh, he's gonna go by the artist. What? <laughs> We're just sitting there, just like, all right. Yeah, you're yeah. Already, you're already doing this. Like, leave it alone. The character's fine the way it is. Let him do what he needs to do, and he'll be fine. But like, that's like, there's, there's such a disconnect I feel between uh, what Hunter does to NXT, building them up, and then what Vince does when they get to the main roster, and he wants to like sprinkle, you know, NWA, WWF foundation stuff. And it doesn't work. Like, it just doesn't connect to the national audience. And to speak to your point about having somebody, Cody Rose is probably the best example of this. Because oh, yes. when Cody wanted to tweak the Stardust and try to change it and, you know, go back a little bit to do this and have the ability to talk, they shut it down. And then yeah, Cody leaves and goes to ROH, and he's the biggest thing, you know, in a matter Cody is the best left Luthor of all time. Basically. <laughs> like, and, 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 like, and we always do that Rose had the talent, it's just that he didn't get the opportunity um, to show that why he was on the main roster in WWE. And we right. saw it. We saw it with Dash and Cody Rose. I was we about to say that. With, I was just about to say that. Good call, <laughs> we, Yeah, we saw it with Legacy. Like, so it's like there was these spots you're like, okay, he got it. And like if they just let him grow into it or give him the, the opportunity to give us some of these other guys, um, he would have been fine, but it just didn't. it just didn't happen. And so that was the thing. And another thing to Jamal's point that I thought is very valid. I think we have a lot of options um, when it comes to wrestling. We have New Japan, we got Impact, we got NXE, we got ROH, and we got, let me, we got the, you know. Let me, the and let, me add, let me add my two cents in real quick. Yeah. And if you had any question about the different options this week, then you were clearly <laughs> under a rock. Uh, there was <laughs> endless amount of wrestling everywhere to the point that if you even wanted to be a cheap ass and didn't want to pay for it, Stuff. I mean, one, WrestleCon was, was, was free. The network was free for the new subscription, and Fight TV even gave free subscription of uh, free credits for you to be able to watch 
the different events. You literally could have watched every yeah. event this week for absolute zero. <laughs> so it's, well, it I, didn't I, get more evident than that. Well, yeah. let me say this about McMahon, though. Um, Mr. McMahon is using a 50-year-old playbook in 2018. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you can't run the Princeton offense anymore. The game has changed. The players have changed. And, and he needs to. And he won't. He'll die trying. But he needs to adapt to what he has before him. I know, but like for every Walter or Keith Lee or Donovan Dijak, um, there's 15 ricochets. <laughs> and for every ricochet, there's 30 Sami Zayn's. That's the world that we live in now. So if you grew up in 1950 and you just want to see Jerry West and Will Chamberlain and, and you know, again, Hall of Famers. But then Iverson came through and changed the game. And so does Stoudemire. And so does some guy named Jordan, I guess. And, and But the game has changed. And we need to change with it. And I think that that's the difference between what Triple H does with his 2017-2018 playbook and what Vince does. Because Triple H is about to go to England to work the Download Festival again. You know, WWE isn't doing anything progressive like that. You know, they just had WrestleMania and the set was great. But so what at this point? And now that New Japan is like nipping at their heels and WWE doesn't respect that, now that ROH is getting is commanding 10,000-seat arenas, which will surely be the norm now, now that major indies, mid-major indies, the George Mason University of Indy Federation, your PWGs, hell, even Nova Pro, uh, CZW, they're making names. So, and with the rise of the internet, you know, WWE should be very concerned as to how they do business. It's not that the system's broken, it's that the system is changing and they will get run over if they don't adapt to the times going forward. I will say this, just a bit, and then I get off this subject. Mr. Man being able to fade out of the business, sort of say, focus on the XFL, which the NFL hasn't had much competition in a while, and the, the, the business plan is pretty, pretty much set for. So to be able to compete, um, is this to be able to maximize off of their mistakes? It's easy with Triple H being young, interactive on social media, um, having a wife who's also um, involved in a lot of the revolutionary type of things and and, and other public. Um, well, she invented women's wrestling, so gotta respect that. And she's the, <laughs> and she's the best heel in the WWE. Be, being a good ambassador in the world, you know that makes them a good tandem to moving things forward. So I would, I with no doubt, and I feel like that. They're, they're going to stay on top of the game and people will continue to chase them. And, you know, what, what a good financial backing is pretty hard. And reputation um, is pretty hard for anyone to be able to compete. But I will, I will say this, too. Um, um, nonetheless, it's just a lot of wrestling. And, and you like what you like. You like who you like. And it was very good to see people uh, from all over working different promotions that they never worked in before. Um, access was a big deal. Considering that they had evolved talent, progress talent, um, it just was a big. It was it was a big deal to see certain things that people get accustomed to. Some of these spaces and um, a lot of um, a lot of the wrestlers out being business people, uh, meeting people, um, and 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 investing in their brand. This is absolutely a good weekend for um, fans and workers and everyone alike to. Um, better themselves. So overall, I think this was a successful weekend. Um, but 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 let's 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 talk a little bit about the Hall of Fame and the news that came about that because this seems to be the only weakness to me this weekend was that the Hall of Fame had a a, a substantial price tag to it. Very long. No one seemed to come out saying this was the best thing ever. 
that's soon I could get investments. Um, and then another bad news came out coming out about it. So, um, Jamal, uh, what happened in the Hall of Fame? I didn't watch a second of it. No, no, no. <laughs> now what happened? Now what happened at the Hall of Fame? What happened within the Hall of Fame? <laughs> the sick people. Oh well, see, I I can't confirm that that the dude was actually at the Hall of Fame. I, I saw that in the news. I did see that in the news. According to Channel Eight in New Orleans, uh, the Fox station down there, a case of measles was discovered over WrestleMania uh, weekend. They know who the person is, and they're trying to figure out where he's been. Uh, but they didn't. They know that he was at WWE events, but this report doesn't confirm that he's at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, they conf- I also read another report. They was confirmed at the Hall of Fame. Well, then, hell, that may have been the most interesting thing to happen there. <laughs> That's my point. That's my point. That's my point. But the dude is apparently Australian and um, and traveled you know around the world to go to uh, New Orleans for the shows. And um, you know, measles is very contagious, of course. But if you you know wash your hands and don't be you know the general dirtbag, then you should be fine. And in this country, you should pretty much be okay if you got your uh, uh, measles, mumps, and rubella shot when you were like a year old. But um, but if you were at the Hall of Fame, you got a you know sudden cough, then uh oh, you might want to get that checked out. Basically, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, that might that might be the biggest news come out of the A lot of people have went to the Hall of Fame besides their photo ops. Um, could really have cared for it. Said it dragged on too long. I didn't watch it. Um, <coughs> So that's that. Um, so um, before we get out, before I conclude with my topics for tonight, um, what will it take for you guys to to be invested in WrestleMania 35 weekend? Considering what <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, he was serious about that. Oh. I, I can't so think I'm of anything. Gonna go, but, um, yeah, that's not a chance. Because it's in New York, I'm probably going to go. And that's really because it's in New York. Otherwise, I don't think I would really take the leap. I mean, honestly, and this is something that we kind of talked about offline. um, I need to see stars who haven't, who've been there for a while, get main card pushes. Um, There's this rumor going around that um, that the New Day might get split up to the Superstar Shake Up and that Vince is still high on Big E and um, he might give him a main, a main event push. Um, I would love to see Sammy finally get something. Um, I don't know if they're going to keep the bar together, but I would love to see Cesaro get something. But guys who've been there for a minute and, you know, by hook or by crook, whether it was freak injuries or whatever, um, I'd love to see some of those dudes who've been around for a minute really get major pushes because, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful, but I feel like the Roman experiment, the Roman experiment is, is, is done. Like, I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. But like, it's not working. It's not what? like it's like you know him getting booed is 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 great because it's like oh reaction is, any reaction is reaction. No, bro. No, they're, like, they're like, not booing him. It's just the mic is messed up. It's I, okay. I, I guess that's what that <laughs> is. But like, I I I'm done with it. I've been done with it for a while. Again, I would never say that Roman is a bad wrestler. He his mic still still need work, and it's been five years, so that's a problem. But outside of that, um. You know, they're just, I think there's just more talented wrestlers on the roster who have been held back because Vince is Vince and Vince, when he, he targets on somebody, he pushes them. I mean, Braun should get something by this point. 
And under this logic, Braun's the perfect person because he's big and he's strong and he fits that, you know, 1950 NWA uh, style of being a big bruiser. So, like, like, but there are other people who I feel like it's time for them to get something now. This needs to be a payoff for Sami Zayn. There needs to be a payoff for Biggie. There needs to be a payoff for a lot of guys. Um, and for me to really be, I'm going to go to 35 by default. But if, if, if I'm really going to be invested in 35, um, some of these guys who've been, who, who've kind of done what Vince asked them to do, essentially, um, should be getting their hands on a title of some kind or be in, be in the mix. Because there's a lot of dudes who, who are on that, uh, on that, uh, that, that kickoff pre-card Andre the Giant Battle Royale. We know that it doesn't really go anywhere. <laughs> like, we've seen three people get it, and we've seen them not really do anything with it after that. So, like, there has to be a payoff for some of these guys who've been with the company five, six years and have not really sniffed a title or maybe had a quick title run and then it got taken from them. I would love to see that. I don't know who that would be, but I would love to see that as a fan. Well, let me ask you this since we're talking about titles. Uh, does that still matter? It depends on who has because, it. I mean, we know. Well, no, I mean, well, well to be fair, um, it doesn't seem that the, the titles in WWE – Carries the weight that they should. Um, the NXT champion uh, uh, cards, they may only have four or five matches. Hell, they only had five matches for TakeOver, but they were all title matches. Um, no, or, or title matches or, or the payoff to a big storyline was the last one. So, granted, they only have four titles, so what are you going to do? But, the, but it is still a focus on the titles. So, right. in WWE, they have 50 damn titles. <laughs> and they're putting they have so many titles that they're putting them on the pre-show. So you're telling me yeah. that a five-minute match between the Undertaker and Hoosits is as important, if not more important, on down the card than a title match with a six-month build? I'm not saying that that's not the case because some people will say yes, just the Undertaker, do whatever he wants. But it, it also is important to reinforce and reestablish the importance of the titles, and I don't think they do that anymore, considering that. You know, we've had many matches, especially WrestleMania, where um, a title's not involved, but this is the marquee matchup. Look, we know titles don't really matter because there is no sense of integrity behind them. And no, no, they really uh, matter on Raw. They don't really matter on SmackDown, which is why you had a, a squash match between the Bludgeon Brothers, the New Day, and the Uso. <laughs> that match I was like five minutes. I forget that that even happened. I don't even want to talk about that. I mean, that's, <laughs> right? It's, exactly. it's just it's just not their it's just not their focus and booking and everything. I mean, look, I come out and I face the champion. I lose to the champion because someone comes out and interferes, and then all of a sudden, my focus is the person who interfered on me and not the person who who has the title. I mean, that's literally <laughs> what a lot of the booking is, and it's just it's just annoying. So, but that's kind uh, of my point, though. I mean, there's so many different ways to get a number one contendership whether it's winning the Royal Rumble or winning the King of the Ring or winning the Money in the Bank ladder match or, you know, winning Survivor Series or whatever they want to do or the Las Vegas deal that they do every time they go to Las Vegas. Um, Raw Roulette or whatever the hell it's called. You can get a title match every single time that you show up, but they only give them to six people. So, you know, when you say, like, hey, well, you need to do something with Sami Zayn. You need to do something with you know, uh, Apollo Crews, or you need to something like everybody has talent, yeah. but because their titles don't matter, you know that no way Jose is just going to rise to about a six and then stop. And you talk about glass ceilings, 
Well, <laughs> that's the way the structure is. It's a series of glass ceilings. I will look, I'll put it this way, just to, to focus back on the question. WrestleMania 35 is in New York. It's outside. It's probably going to be cold. My entry is New York is a hop skip up from us, so it's not not a bad travel. Maybe I'll go see what indie shows are being put on. Do I spend the money to sit outside for seven hours? Can't justify that as of right now. Uh, but NST will be there, and yeah. I know what I know whatever I spend on that is going to be worth it. So and I um, think that's the last one at the Barclays. So you definitely got to be there for that. I don't know. It probably won't even be at the Barclays because the last one at the Barclays is, is SummerSlam. It's SummerSlam. That's correct. My bad. So it will be right. it, it will be interesting to see where they do that at. Um, probably the Prudential Center, or yeah. probably at Madison Square Garden. Not likely. Why not? No, they're probably going to uh, do everything in Jersey. Uh, the reason why is because it's cost more to run live events at Madison Square Garden because of union fees. Yeah, uh, they okay. have to pay the you know, production people and stuff like that to do that, and yeah, they work yeah. for the build uh, the garden. The building owns that stuff, good, uh, good which point. is why. Is why they go to Barclays every time, uh, or the Nassau Coliseum, which has been rebuilt um, out there on Long Island. So they could do a bunch of stuff that way, but everything will probably be either be at the Prudential Center in Newark, mm-hmm. uh, which is not too far from Rutherford, or Barclays, which I believe is where the Hall of Fame has been announced for next year. But okay. I would be very surprised if they ran live TV at the Garden. Hmm. All right, well, you know, we'll see. But um, overall, overall, um, just just as you spoke a lot about the, the highs of WrestleMania this weekend, this weekend um, definitely props to everyone who was able to put on the show and, um, you know, fit their fit their niche. WrestleCon was a huge success. I did not go. Uh, but anybody that went uh, had nothing but positive things to say as far as networking, meeting people, um, um uh, professionalism and, and, and staffing as far as, you know, being in and out. I thought access was really well done um, to an extent. Being able to distinguish who was at uh, who was at what booth at what time was uh, was a staffing issue, but nonetheless, it, it, it was um, very well tamed for what it was. The matches that was put out for, act, for access was advertising put out everywhere. They usually put that stuff out on Twitter. This year they didn't, so that was probably um, something I would take back as well as on that. Um, it was very damn cool that they used uh, Progress and Evolve people <coughs> in the show. So for $55 for you to watch legitimately in good pace matches, so they gave you breaks to watch, eat, watch, eat, or watch, see someone and stuff like that. There was a, a nice gap between them. Uh, it'd be a it, it'd be a pretty it'd be pretty damn sad if those matches did not make it to the network. So access was worth the money. Um, WrestleMania, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give huge props to this. WrestleMania 32 was a massacre trying to get in. I got in. <laughs> I got in by following this dude that was three times my size, and he wasn't taking no for an answer. So I snuck in behind him. Um, and it took me no time to get in. Too bad I can't say the same about everyone else I was with because it took them significantly longer. But because they had the tailgate for this, a lot of people hung out at the tailgate while a lot of other people tried to get in. So because of that split in crowd, it also it also crowd control from everybody trying to do the same thing. So it took me no time to get in. So definitely want to give them props for that. Uh, Smoothie Coos, Smoothie King Center. Um, was great for takeover. Didn't go to Raw and SmackDown. Um, didn't hear much about 
I watched it obviously, but I didn't hear much about people who went. And um in the arena that that held the WWN events, uh great. It was well set up. Um uh, it was um good time. The, the the whole ensemble for that was dope. Uh and all uh, all the staffing and obviously Gabe's out there and meet people and uh everybody. It was it was a, it was a pretty well put together. Um if it wasn't so close, I mean if it wasn't so far. Probably would have been interesting want to go to uh, more events. Uh, intention, uh, my intentions were to make it to Georgia Spring Break too. Didn't I got in Bourbon, which I had a good time out there. That's the night I met a lot of people. So um, overall, it was just a really good weekend. I think New Orleans did a good job hosting the city. Um, host a good a good job city hosting the event, and uh, the, the superstore was also pretty pretty cool too. So um, yeah, so my reserves for about thirty five is just like because it's in New Jersey, but they're promoting New York, and there's gonna be stuff in New York. There's gonna be stuff in Jersey. That's gonna be a commute nightmare for people who don't have Jamal on their team because <laughs> um, yeah, an average person who don't know how to get get through with get get around with that, it's not going to have a good time. I mean, I already know where my hotel is going to be, so <laughs> I, I already got the got the inside info on, on that. <laughs> so, so, um, so all we got to do is just let me know, but I mean, it's yeah. walking distance from everything. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'll be in there. Um, um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, before we get out of here for the weekend, uh, uh, for for this show, obviously, uh, let, let's plug a couple of things real quick. Next weekend, NXT DC, we will be there. We're hosting a get together. Um, the event is on the Facebook page. It's on the Twitter. Go to Big Gold Belt Facebook page. Check out the event. Um, We'll be there from five to six, which is within. Um, I'm sorry. Well, I'm, I'm telling all the wrong information. We'll be there from four to six, walking distance from the anthem. It'll be a meet and greet with a bunch of other different fans and stuff. Uh, good food will um, be around the bar area. I already made reservations for people. Who knows how many people are going to come out? So I just told them like 20. Uh, that could be a lie. But come out, um, hang out with a bunch of other wrestling fans and talk wrestling before we step over to the event uh, for NXT. DC live taken should be a good show. Velveteen will be coming home, so uh, I would expect for him to get a, a huge pop and uh, push. Maybe Leo Rush too is also from the area, so you know we'll see how they take how they uh, 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 how they use him for the show. But nonetheless, um, definitely come hang out with us with that. Uh, Jamal Friday, we will be back at um, the end. Of, oh, excuse me, we'll be at the JCC. Yeah. Right. For uh, yeah, Pro. so it's Go ahead, uh, it. Old, old Dominion Rumble, uh, and that's on um, Friday, April twentieth, uh, the day after the NXT show in DC. Um, it's it's a thirty person uh, Royal Rumble. Uh, a Rumble is is that certainly not Royal. Don't sue us. Um, it's a thirty person uh, battle royal, and it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think with Veda Scott's going to be there. Jordan Grace is going to be there. And just Lane's going to be there. Isla Dahl's going to be there. Um, and then, you know, the 1% uh, is going to take on, um, what is it, Eric Royal and um, the Ugly Ducklings, I think. That's going to be nuts. Yeah. Um, the Hooligans versus um, 
uh, with Christy James and uh, Ali Cat. That's going to be nuts. So I'm very excited about that, actually. That's probably the, most, the best wrestling I'll see this month. <laughs> we'll see, because takeover is the night before. I mean, not takeover. Uh, NXT be the night before, so hopefully, you know, we'll get. Uh, uh, I've been to a couple NXT house shows before. Um, I was there when when uh, Tommaso Ciampa uh, broke his knee in Cincinnati. So um, I'm not saying it's not going to be a, a good show, but don't expect the, uh, the yeah, NXT- takeover, takeover quality. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't, don't expect that. Yeah, hopefully, it's just a good weekend of wrestling. Is what I want to say. Um, also, also too to 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 add on to the great uh, the old Dominion Rumble. Um, unless I'm not reading this correctly, it appears that there will be a woman and a male Rumble. So that could be well, damn. That's what I'm not sure about. Is it going to be 30 people or two 30 person Rumbles? That's I'm yeah. not sure about that. And I think somebody no. certainly correct me. Well, we'll have all the information for you as we get ready for next week. We'll um, we'll definitely you know cut a show about that as well too. So you know, stay stay tuned. I step over to uh, Nova Pro's Twitter and Facebook for all information of that. It's also on our website. Um, so, you know, come hang out with us. That's, that's where we'll be at next week. Um, but for Mike, uh, definitely give a plug out to your social medias and where people can follow you and stuff like that. Simple. Um, <clears throat> Instagram, Mike2130. Facebook, Mike Watson. Um, like I said, we're just getting ourselves going. We're getting some DC podcasts um, at Create 202 Studios. So we're definitely trying to make sure that people are aware of the up and coming talent from the DC area um, doing big things. And, um, you know, like I said, definitely, you know, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Facebook, you know, and I'll, you'll see me around. I do a lot of NXC events. I do a lot of the local events in Joppa and Bel Air with the NXC. So I'm my hard to find. So. Sounds good. Um, so um, because NXT is on Thursday next week, we won't be doing the show. Um, we'll, we'll be doing something a little bit live with uh, the fans and stuff like that. But we'll we'll have the weekend show that gets you prepared for um, the two events come Wednesday next week, um, unless there's some type of scheduling con- conflict um, for that. But other than that, like I said, come hang out with us. Um, good food, and um, it's going to be a good time. Uh, Jamal, anything else before we roll out? Um, number one, get your measles shots. Number two, <laughs> if you are naked on the metro at 5.30 in the morning, you've already had a bad day. Just take the L and go home. It's not okay. <laughs> if you've never been in this area, just, just, just Google on YouTube, Green Line, D.C. And I'm that sure was you're going to... circle this morning. Oh, red light then. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. So red. just, just why? Why are you slapping dudes naked on the train? Don't do that. That's not something I should have to say to people. <laughs> you know what's so funny? <clears throat> Surprisingly, I didn't see no one arrested in New Orleans. So um, I guess a lot of people had their conduct in order. But uh, I guess that's good. But I, I did ask. I, I was asked plenty of times if I wanted drugs or. Um, nice. Or, or any of that sort of prostitution. I mean, God. I mean, I was bombarded by so much of that crap that it, it, I guess I look like a target. But um, yeah, I don't indulge in that. So it's all good. All right. So yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. And um, be sure to subscribe, like, and all that other good stuff at biggoldbellgroup.com. Peace out.